This is Exchange the Podcast. Exchange from Goal Next Gen is young people from around the world coming together to show how creative endeavors and conversation inspire and create positive change. To help start and share those conversations, we created Exchange the Podcast. Goal's Next Gen Youth Program brings together young people from all over the world to better understand global justice issues and deepen their understanding of global citizenship. This program will guide young, motivated changemakers to learn all about the UN Sustainable Development Goals and how we can strive to create a fair and more sustainable future for all. In episode one of Exchange, we're at the Irish Museum of Modern Art in Dublin, Ireland, where Goal Next Gen brought a collaborative cross-cultural photography exhibition and panel discussion to IMA's Earth Rising Festival. The event explored the cultural importance of global food systems to climate solutions. Chatting to Irish TV presenter, writer and activist Imre O'Neill at the event were Goal Next Gen ambassadors Josh from Zimbabwe, Dennis from Uganda, Bezwit from Ethiopia and Clodagh from Ireland. Bezwit, I'm going to start with you first. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I am Bezwit from Ethiopia. I am a third year software engineering student at uh, the Saba Science and Technology University, which is the capital city. I am a 3D artist. I also create a fundraising event every month uh, at a um, charity organization in my local area. So we raise funds using art. It's not only 3D, there is poetry, there is literature, there is poems. It's inclusive, you, anyone can do anything. So I'm basically a fundraiser and a student. <laughs> So my passion for art didn't start until recently. So there's a dumpster in Addis, in the heart of a city. It killed over 16 people when that ball. And that's when um, I started using the art for change because I was like, oh, people do not know how to throw the trash. I mean, I've seen here, there's a recycling, there's a compost, and there's different kinds of bins to, to make the community know how to use the trash cans. But in Ethiopia, you know, they throw the food in, in a dumpster. There's a food waste. The plastics go to the same can. And so, okay, maybe we can use art. Maybe you can tell people not only in verbal ways, mm. but maybe show them they can do it with art, you know, maybe in, in a way that they can understand. If they like poetry and I present a poem, oh, and they'd be like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe, yeah, I need to do that. But maybe written things or verbal things isn't the only way people can communicate. In Ireland, you see that we have compost bins, we have recycling, we have general waste. And back home, this is just not happening. So this is one way to grab people's attention and to educate. We don't all necessarily get inspired the same way. So going to hear a speaker speak is one way to motivate, but through art and visual things is such a lovely way too. Thank you for that. Josh, tell us a little bit about you. Thank you, Ima. My name is Josh. I'm passionate about environmental change, conservation, and education. So I did tourism operations and wildlife management in college. And I'm working in my country, Zimbabwe, as a sexual reproductive health and rights expert. And I'm also working with Scouts as a youth representative. And I'm working with UNESCO as part of the SDG4 Youth Network team member. Um, and Scouts, I'm a girl guide. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I would love to know about your wildlife management. Yeah, so I'm more into the tourism field back home. Tourism in Africa has been largely affected by climate change. A lot of animals migrating 
changing places, dying because of climate change. So that has really affected many livelihoods and businesses in Africa. Our tourism sector in Zimbabwe, it's a billion dollar industry. I wouldn't have thought climate change would then influence your wildlife, that would then influence your tourism, that would mm. then influence the income and the kind of success of, of your country. Have you made connections where you can see similar things happening due to climate change here and there? So yesterday we were down by the sea and we met a lady. We were asking if the water was warm or cold. She says the water is changing its temperatures because of climate change. Yeah. So, yeah, I know a lot of business around this area relies on the sea, and also the sea is used as for movement purposes. Ireland and the sea, we have a huge relationship. It is a, a means of generating income for our country as well. So, actually, your problem is also my problem. It's all of our problem, you know? Cloda, you graduated from Galway University, completed your dissertation on art being used as a form of communication about climate change and sustainable food systems. So talk to me about that and what were your findings? I think we all know that climate change is a big issue in the world today, but it doesn't really resonate on a personal level. And I thought using art, it appeals to people's emotions. It can mm. kind of grab you in a way that maybe statistics can't, because although statistics are incredibly important, sometimes they can go a bit over your head they can just seem like big numbers. Whereas yeah. if you see a work of art, it can kind of grab you right. and stay with you a lot longer. My findings was that most people think you need a mixture. They do think that the statistics are incredibly important, mm -hmm. but also they would like to see it in a form of art as well. Because art is also more accessible to everyone. You could have art in a square in the town or a city. Right. And so everyone can see it. You don't need to do a degree or be an expert in climate change mm. to understand art. And art can be extremely emotive. A piece can capture something that maybe bar charts and graphs and numbers might not. Tell us a little bit about your background. I studied applied social sciences in Galway for four years. I just uh, graduated this summer and now I'm a youth worker as well. I've always had a big interest in climate change because obviously it's such a big deal now. And I'm also very interested in global citizenship because I realise we have to work together mm. to solve climate change. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Dennis, how are you? Ah, well, thank you. Dennis told me, <laughs> Irish people, very nice people, very, very friendly. And I said, we are. I said, but when you come and meet a smile like that, sure, all you can do back is smile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My name is Den Swambi. I'm from Kampala, Uganda. I graduated last year from Makere University. I did a bachelor's degree of art in social sciences like Clara, mm -hmm. and I was majoring in political science. But my interests are in the environment, literature, reading, and writing. Right. My dad introduced me to reading. May he so rest in peace. He introduced me to reading at such an early age, so I is okay. If you're going to be anything in this world, if you're going to change this world, you need to, to be a reader, you need to have knowledge because with knowledge you can unlock very many doors right and so i got that from from him from yeah. the beginning so i grew up with that mindset that okay if i read if i write i'm going to change the world and that's what i'm basically doing so when when i grow up i stay 
200 kilometers away from Kampala. Kampala is the capital city of the best country in the world, Uganda. <laughs> I stay in a district called Iganga. So when you're traveling from Iganga to Kampala, it's quite long. And then there are these routes on the road where people buy nyamachoma. Oh, nyamachoma is like roadside meat. Okay, roadside yeah. meat. Yeah, roadside meat and... Is and it literally cooked on the roadside? Yes, 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 and chicken. And so when most, most people are done eating, they throw rubbish out of moving car windows. Right. Which is very, very sad. It touched me. So most of the time on the road, I would have confrontations with people like, oh, why, why are you doing this? Like, it's, it's quite difficult in our countries because yeah. people look at it and like, ah, it's okay. Then after some time, they'll complain about the sewage blockage, like right. the channel and is blocked, but it's basically you throwing exactly. bottles. So yeah. I started writing about it in Del Monte while I was in my S1. So Del Monte is the biggest newspaper in Kampala. So it gave me a platform wow. where I could write about the environment. And I realized, okay, there is more that I can do beyond I've been writing, I've been reading. I'm a huge fan of books. They are my happy place. Absolutely. So I thought, okay, it's important people have access to literature, access to books. So they all talk about climate change. They all talk about SDGs. Areas. Okay, there is a vacuum which I need to fill, which is in literature. So I and my friend, my Felix, my friend Felix, he was part of the goal program last year with me. Mm. So I started a digital online library called oh. Progress Reads. What you do if you want to order a book, we have books covering the sustainable development goals. We have 13 so far out of 17 books covering the sustainable development goals. And we look forward to getting like the rest of the books before the end of the year. So And is this something that's free to people? That yes, it's free. We just Excellent. need to get your identification so that the book itself so it give you three weeks to to read the book and, and and then return after you know sometimes you think to yourself i'm just one person what can i do you guys individually have done such amazing things and the the care and passion you have for our planet is exceptional and we're very lucky to have you guys here i want to know where your passion for climate change and sustainable food systems come from for you so i was eighth grade and my teacher was like do you want to write a poem for ethiopia that represents your school maybe oh and i was like i can i write a poem am i good at it <laughs> have you ever seen my writing and it's like oh okay go for it and then we'll see so I wrote a poem and uh, I won a school award and then a country award uh, in 2019. There is a dumpster that every trash in Addis, uh, which is the capital city of Ethiopia, that is being thrown away there. So every trash gets there, but it's a landfill, so it doesn't degrade. It could be food, trash, bags, anything, you name it, it's, it goes there. And so plastics are really common, you get them everywhere, at local markets, at anything. We use plastic for everything. And it's not only that, there's also other metals, anything goes there. So, and a lot of homeless people live there because there is food that gets thrown there. So they could get free food. It, I mean, it, it is, when we throw it away, we throw it together. So the foods and the plastics go there. So they pick and they choose. 
And they won't get a decent food because, you know, it's all... It's it, been in there with general waste. Yes. And so people will like to live there because it's a free food. You know, it's, it's, an, it's not a win-win, but at least it's better. It's better than asking for money and then they would, but still it's better if they don't have anything. Mm. So at night, at, at 2019, uh, it all got destroyed. And then the landfill, which was about, I think, two to three or four meters high, so that, that fell down and 160 people died. I was 10th grader, I was about 15, and I couldn't do anything about it. But I was like, okay, maybe I can write something about it. I can write to make an awareness. Mm -hmm. That's when an organization reached out to me and was like, do you wanna write about these people? Maybe tell their stories. And then I started writing about them and it was, it's published in different places. You can, maybe there's a C40 page and so it's funded by the UN. I'm probably probably you know it. So I started writing about so their stories to that organization, and I pitched a project about waste management system. It's in a planning phase right now, but will be in implementation phase by the end of December. Oh. And I've taken so many good advices from here, especially the arts, the the recycle bins. Yes. Do you think it's something that could actually become a thing where people? would recycle and care about this? Maybe not in the next two to three years or four years, yeah. but definitely in the near future it will. Uh, I wanted to say something about that. We are building a very different mindset from what the old people... I have nephews and little ones, so what uncle does, if uncle is throwing rubbish out of their window, Correct. they'll do that. Correct. If uncle says, Joshua, don't do this. This is bad. Mm. They're learning from me. Even something it. as simple as that, yes. just watching you, what you do, practice yes. what you preach, yes. you know, is making such a huge impact there. Claude, I want to talk a little bit about art in relation to climate change. Where have you seen art make a real impact in your community? Do you have an example even? Yeah, so I have an example from Galway City, actually. So they had an LED like light installation on Spanish Arch, which is a famous landmark in Galway City. And it showed how high the sea levels would be in 150 years' time if climate change kind of continued as it is now. Oh. Like, a lot of the time when we hear about climate change, we hear about things like, say, polar bears dying. But there's no polar bears in Ireland. Whereas if you can actually see, this is my city, this is what will happen if we don't do something about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that can... That's powerful. Yeah. Josh, I'm interested to hear, what, what did you make of the, the photo essays? These images are giving us a glimpse of reality. We're obviously here in Ireland. We cannot see something that's happening in Honduras or Malawi, but then we have these images telling a powerful story of what's happening to other people, to their livelihoods, to their source of income and everything. Right. So there was this image of a farm in Honduras, and his farm was destroyed by a storm, and then he had to rebuild again. So, you know, it's just a reminder of how much the environment is being affected. You know, we have denialists who are saying that climate change is not real. These images are like telling them otherwise, that climate change is real. It is a serious issue, and if we don't change our practices, our behaviors, these things are just going to keep on getting worse and worse. But then there are other images which are giving us hope. There are rescued pigs that I've seen yeah. in Ireland. And uh, I think also... they were in, from Galway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rescue pigs just living their best life. I, I loved that one too. Yeah, it captures like how people are compassionate and they have empathy for animals. And 
I think these are the true global citizens making a difference and uh, yeah, also stopping food waste, preventing food waste in some way because uh, the pigs are obviously eating the leftovers of food. Mm. Yeah, so I really love the images and I hope everyone gets a chance to see them as well. Yeah. yeah. Would you see that those maybe photo essays would make a difference in your community? In my case, in my community, I think... Yeah, arts can be a great way of engaging the public, like to inform them of these realities. But I, but I honestly feel that, you know, Zimbabweans are actually living the reality. They are facing these situations on a daily basis. Yeah, of course, images, arts can give that extra push, but then people are hungry for change because they are facing these hardships every day. Mm. So... They're in a position where they are ready for change, ready for innovations, new solutions to their problems. But yeah, of course, us can just give that little extra push because not everyone is so well informed. Cloda, talk to me a little bit about how you see gender equality, racism, access to education. How do, do they correlate to climate change? I think they all tie in together, really. If you are in an area that's affected by climate change, your priorities may no longer be going to school and getting an education because you have to feed your family, you have to look out for your family, and that takes priority. Wow, yeah. So that can set back your education years. Or you might just send your boys to school because they have a higher chance of getting a job after school. Generally, women seem to suffer the most because of climate change? So I think it is because you would be more likely to send your sons to school. And then the women, if you can't feed your family, you might marry your daughter off at a younger age, just so she has more security. Unfortunately, it is the women that suffer and suffer in silence a lot of times. I think the best thing is education, really, to try and keep women in school as long as possible, like girls and women in school, and to educate that if they get an education, it's better in the long run. Like, it would be better for generations of families as well. But we do, like... We do need to focus on the main cause, which is the climate change. Like, if your home is flooded, you can't focus on school. You need to focus on survival, which is the problem. So we all need to come together globally to fix this issue. We can't see it as an issue that's just affecting women in a country far away. Yeah. I realised the the global capacity of it all. I just wanted to say that these issues sound, like, much more amplified in Africa. Like, we have, like, people in the north of Africa migrating to Europe as a result of climate change. And then we have Somalia, Ethiopia, who have been living in severe drought because of climate change. The gender balance, like women now have to go out more and look for water. And then the issues to do with sexual abuse, we really don't need to be silent about this. Because I feel like people in the global south are being affected more and more. We are not contributing more to climate change but we are facing the negative results of climate change. And that's so sad. Thank you for listening to Exchange, the podcast from Go Next Gen Exchange, a campaign designed to engage and empower 18 to 39-year-olds all over the world in themes of global citizenship. Exchange is a series of creative productions to elevate and connect the voices of the next generation in a changing world. Please share and subscribe. If you feel like you have a voice and ideas and would like to get involved, go to www.goglobal.org forward slash youth. You can follow us on social media at Go Next Gen on Twitter and Instagram. 
This podcast is a Think Heads production for Go Next Gen.